Welcome to Soft Landing, the podcast that makes interior design accessible to everyone. Hey guys, I'm Amy. I'm an interior designer, artist, and space planner. I'm here to talk about everything you need to know about interior design, from furniture to finances. I'm sharing over a decade of experience to help you find real design solutions and craft the space of your dreams. Hey there, Landing Crew, and welcome to a truly educational episode filled with DIY interior design gems. 24 karat tips right here. I've got the best way to time your room together and make everything look polished like you hired an interior designer. So stay tuned because we are going to take a look into the world of architectural detailing that will take your space from drab to fab. Have you ever been inside a home that has so much old charm and character, it seems like you don't have to do much of anything to it for it to feel cozy and interesting and most importantly, complete? I've always been drawn to the elegance of a Parisian apartment or a classic New York brownstone and a Victorian mansion for this very reason. There is so much detail in all of the trims, moldings, and wall bases that help these homes look like nothing else has to be done, like every wall has its own giant picture frame. Most of the modern construction we see today has very minimal trim work usually just a wood baseboard with a simple profile, that's it. The use of trims has fallen by the wayside in a world of fast and flimsy construction, but just because they are no longer a default in home construction doesn't mean you can't utilize the glory of wall trims, ceiling moldings, and wall bases to make your home feel like something out of a magazine. Architectural moldings hail from the extremely practical intention of covering and protecting joints and seams in building materials. This was especially important prior to the Industrial Revolution when drywall was introduced to the mainstream. Before drywall, walls and ceilings were constructed with a method called lath and plaster, which was vulnerable to cracking, particularly where the wall and the ceiling meet. A crown molding is an angled wood plank that runs along the length of a wall where the wall meets the ceiling. It gets its name, quite literally, from being placed at the top of a room, very similar to a royal crown, if you imagine the room is a giant person. (laughs) Crown molding can also serve double and even triple duty if you've got high ceilings. You can place the crown slightly lower on the wall and use it to hide a perimeter cove light. This can help accent a decorative ceiling and be a great source of indirect lighting. Just make sure you keep the light fixture at least 10 inches from the ceiling so it has lots of room to disperse and it won't create any lighting hot spots. You can also use the cavity behind your crown molding to neatly tuck away wires for cable, power, and internet, anything that might need to travel from one space to another. Make sure that when you commit to having crown molding, you really commit. Either all the walls in a room get it or none of them do. When you have a curtain or drapery in your room, the crown molding can be installed in front of the drapery hardware so it looks invisible and the curtains look like they disappear into the ceiling. It's a good look. 
Now, on the flip side, a baseboard is something many of us may be more familiar with, perhaps even being relegated to dusting them as a childhood chore. This trim is pivotal in not only covering up any slightly sloppy finishing at the bottom of a wall or the edge of your flooring, but also provides important protection for the wall itself. As much as we try to control it, our homes see their fair share of wear and tear. Try saying that five times fast. Now, even though a wall could be damaged anywhere in its verticality, the majority of scuffs and bumps tend to happen at foot level. Industrial wall bases are sometimes aptly referred to as kick plates. Now, I want to make a disclaimer here. In very modern designs, especially the kinds of projects that are published in design magazines, you will see rooms and homes without wall bases. It can look incredibly minimal and very chic, and personally, it drives me nuts. It may look clean and modern when the room is new and the paint is fresh on the wall, but give it 18 months and you'll have a visible section of the lower wall that looks discolored and chipped. We need wall bases in our homes, our schools, our offices. Heck, even the walls in our closets need protection. There's a reason this is the only trim piece that has stood the test of time and is still showing up consistently in new buildings. With wall bases, from a design standpoint, the question becomes all about height. A super sleek two and a half inch high base will give you a very modern look and recessing it into the wall will take it to the next level, almost feeling like you're in a museum. The higher the base, the more traditional it starts to feel. But if you want to fall somewhere in the middle between super modern and super traditional, the most important thing to consider is the height of the room. When following classical architecture proportions, the wall base should be approximately 1 16th the height of the room. So a standard nine foot room would get a base that's between six and seven inches. Baseboards can act as a stopper or bumper to keep objects and people from crashing into a wall, but they are also easier to remove and replace than cutting and patching a section of sheetrock after it gets damaged. A scuffed baseboard can easily be pried off as it's a separate entity. The whole wall? Not so much. If you want to go even further in your wall protection, you can enter the world of wall moldings. This includes chair rails and wainscoting. A chair rail is a single trim that runs on the wall behind a dining room table to prevent chairs from damaging the wall when they're pushed back. And wainscoting is the panel work that is below the chair rail. There has definitely been a big resurgence of wall molding in the past few years, which is awesome and frankly, a much welcome change from more minimalist looks. If you decide to embark on a DIY wall molding adventure, there are literally tons of tutorials online and I'll leave a few in the show notes for you. But I want to give you a few tips to keep in mind from a designer's perspective before you get started with that nail gun. First thing you wanna consider is the windows and door heights that are already in your space. 
Aligning your new wall trim panels to these heights creates a continuous and consistent line around the room, which is also called a datum line. This helps the whole room look intentional, put together, and just cleaner, like a nice sharp horizon line at sunset. Next, you want to consider the shape or profile of the trim that you're using and make sure it's speaking the same language as the casing around your doors and windows. There are so many shapes and designs available from simple quarter rounds to OG curves to complex assemblies carved with custom knives and all kinds of classic decorative patterns like bead and reel, egg and dart, dentals, the little squares that look like teeth, even all kinds of botanical motifs. Try looking at a national hardware store's website and see if you find a profile that speaks to your doors and windows. You don't want it to match exactly, it should be about a third of the width, but there may be a shape in your door frame that will serve as inspiration for your wall trim. Get a few samples cut and look at each one with your existing trim, then go with your gut. And a word of safety, if you're working with a nail gun or a saw at any point on any project, make sure you're wearing proper protective eyewear and shoes at all times. Nail guns are pretty easy to work with and sometimes a little too easy to work with, if you know what I mean. To really make your molding pop, plan all of your wall hangings to work within the panels you are creating. This includes artwork, mirrors, and other accessories like light switches, outlets. These should all fall into the grid you're creating and look centered within the frame of molding. There's nothing worse than seeing art hung on top of two sections of wall trim. One mistake to watch out for if you're working with ceilings 10 feet and under is having too many sections of panels. This can make your room feel shorter. Adding wainscoting or a chair rail will make the room feel squatty. What will elongate it are single height panels that are just shy of the crown molding and stretch almost all the way down to the wall base. Don't emphasize the horizontal, emphasize the vertical in shorter rooms. Another great thing about wall trim is it provides a transition for paint or wallpaper. You can be playful with changing the color or texture of your wall inside the panel and leave the outside wall more neutral or vice versa, but the beauty is the trim will easily cover the change from one material to another. If the whole look is feeling too traditional and giving you bad flashbacks to your aunt's house in the 80s, try adding a bold color. Deep hues like navy and hunter green painted across the full wall can feel like a newer spin on such a classic detail. Now, if you're digging the traditional vibe, you can play it up by painting your trim a light contrasting color and keeping the walls more of a medium tone. And don't forget to get the paint for the trim in a satin finish, but keep your walls in classic eggshell. And I wanna take a minute to give a shout out to all the renters out there. I am amongst you. And adding trims, crown moldings, or changing your wall bases will definitely eat up your security deposit. 
If you want the finished look of trims, you can try approximating them by using painter's tape to mask off some rectangles on your wall and use some light tone-on-tone -tone paint colors. This will give the definition and structure of moldings without the architectural commitment. Now finally, we come to ceiling moldings. These can be incredibly intricate and customized. Try dipping your toe in by finding a circular trim piece to accent the ceiling above your favorite chandelier. This looks good every time and really only draws more attention to the light fixture itself. The ceiling molding will be more like a strong supporting actor, which is what good design is all about. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast and maybe share it with a friend so we can grow our soft landing community. I hope you have an awesome day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Yeah.